You know, I always ask how you're doing, and then I remember sometimes that it's debut uh, novel week. It's 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 novel come out week for people that I talk to, yeah. and I'm like, I shouldn't ask that question because by the time <laughs> by the time I'm here sitting down with them, it is you are so thoroughly worn out. Yeah. If I start snoring, just ignore me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm looking at your like giant like collection of your novel you have in the back, and I'm I'm oh, already yeah. tired. I'm tired for you. <laughs> Uh, so you are the author of Not the Witch You Wed. Um, yes, I am. I, which I, I like. This has been kind of a whirlwind setup. I like. I got an email from your your publicist who was like, "Hey, do you want this book? Like, what? Like, last Friday?" And I have never said yes so fast. I I was like, <laughs> I saw it. And I was like, oh, it's like a it's like a paranormal but uh, urban fantasy like uh, rom com. Uh, yes. <laughs> Yes, I do. Thank you. Fake relationship, enemies to lovers. Thank you. Yes, I do. I know. All my favorite tropes. I just kind of threw them all in there. Oh, my God. The only thing you were missing for my favorite trope list, like, you had them all, but the only thing I was missing was, like, road trip romance, but that's fine. Oh, you can't yeah. always cram them all. All right. Away. Maybe yeah. the next one. <laughs> Maybe the next one. You've got so much room to play. That's right. Yeah. So, um, I, your book, so... When this is going out, it's going out, I think, on the 23rd. It's the last week of February. Okay. Fun fact, y'all, did you know it was a leap year? I didn't. I didn't. Yeah, we only had 28 I days. I did either. Yeah, I was like, cool. I need. I have less time to do the things I need to do. Cool, 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 cool. Love it, love it. Um, but your book came out in our time right now, in this now space that the listener is not in. Uh, it came out on Tuesday. It came out on the 8th. It did. Yeah, how did yeah, it Yeah, and out? actually, I heard that... It was even out a week before in some Barnes and Nobles by some like, ooh. Well, you know? as a bookseller, <laughs> I can say sometimes that does happen. Um, things get received and unpacked and put on the cart, and then no yeah. one puts a sticky note on it to say, hey, don't put that out until the 8th. But you know what? I have a difficult enough time figuring out what day of the week it is. And so then when people were tagging me, I'm like, wait a minute, did I miss my release day? <laughs> I would have a stroke if that happened to me. Like I would, I, I mean, I would think the same thing, and then I. Would I had panic. a moment. I had to stop and like be like, wait a minute. Okay, it's it's yeah. No, just one turn to February. Did I miss all of the things I need to be doing? Because that's entirely like, oh. possible. Uh, I yeah. I it's it's so funny because I was um. I, I've been talking to a a lot of booksellers recently, but I've also been talking to um, a lot of uh, paranormal authors recently because we're kind of like hitting another like wave of paranormal because the rom-com yeah. peak has kind of come and now we're kind of dipping into, you know, as these come and go. Um, and it's been really interesting to talk to people. And I and I I've also recently I've been reading a lot of books where um I, my main complaint by the end is that the supernatural people in it are not just out in the world and everybody knows it because they might as well be like, it's like, they right. might, there's like nothing that special about them. Like they, the vampires just have like mild sun allergies, like, you know, and I'm like, then just be out, like, just be out in the world. No one will care. Um, it'll be so much more interesting if everyone knows you're a vampire. Um, so it was so, so nice to get your book and be like, oh God. God, yes, everyone's out in the world and like they're all just living their best. Well, as best trying. they're trying. Yeah. They're trying their best. They're very they're sloppy, trying. all of them. Um, but uh I I it's so also you pulled some like magical creatures that I did not see coming. Like one of the characters Ooh. is a freaking guardian angel. Like, <laughs> I was like, yes, hello, thank you very much. Well, you know, when I was, when I started, like, kind of formulating the world, yeah. at first I was like, you know, I had Violet and Lincoln, you know, Witch yeah. and Shifter. And yeah. I'm like, well, why does it have to be just a Witch and Shifter? Yeah. So, and then I started throwing in, like, you know, the sex demon best friend yeah. and, like, the guardian angel who's, like, afraid to fly, but who has, like, tats and, like, Jason Momoa type tats so and long hair. Very you know? good. I'm very, I know he's got to, he's got to get his book. And I'm like. Oh, Yes. 
Yeah. I'm very excited for it. My boy, my sweet kind of, he's kind of like dumb, like a little bit. Like he's like a little bit. <laughs> yeah, he's a little, he's he's hopeful, poor guy. He's doing his best, but he likes, <laughs> when him and Lincoln start squaring off, and I was like, buddy, that's not. I know, right? Yeah, that's not going to work out well for you. You don't, you don't have the fucking stakes that my boy Lincoln has yeah, right yeah. now. <laughs> Um, I also, I loved Ollie. I love, can I do, okay. I know that this is going to sound like it's all over the place, but I, I, I stayed up all night reading her book last night because I was like, I was like, oh yeah, I'll just, you know, I'll read like a little bit and then, you know, I'll, I'll read bits and pieces here and there. And then I just sat in one place for six hours and read your whole book. Um, and so I'm still like digesting. I'm still coming to terms with all that I know and all that I feel and all that I went through with Lincoln and Violet. Um, but I will say that I think Ollie is my favorite character. She was one of my... I think I'm most like Ollie. Yeah, I think think that's probably it. Yeah. (laughs) Because I would very rather much... Like, I was that person that was at a party that would, like, slink away and, like, pull a book out of my bag and just pray nobody talked to me. (laughs) Yes. Yes, absolutely. I... One of my um, most vivid memories of middle school, which... Of, of them are terrible, but this one's okay. Um, but like uh, one of my most vivid memories is reading Twilight underneath my desk in math class. And um, and my one of the students next to me like leaning over me like, what are you doing? Hey, hey, what are you doing? Are you texting? Are you texting under your desk? And I just like slowly pulled my book out and showed it to her. And she just the look of pure disgust and disappointment. Like you rebel you. I like, know. <laughs> just I know. like, oh my God. Like, I thought you were doing something over there, and instead you're just being a freaking nerd. Okay. I know. I know. When my son used to stay up, to, God, like, only knows, like, how late into the night, mm-hmm. and we thought he was playing video games. He was... No, he was reading. So, like, I had to take my son's books away <gasps> so he would go to Monster. Sleep. <laughs> I was like, I, I did. I felt like, you know, like, yeah. Cruella DeVille. Like, I felt like a monster. Yeah. Yeah. I ruined my eyesight, though, doing that exact thing. So I yeah. can't exactly... <laughs> I, so I started reading fan fiction when I was nine. Uh, that was kind of like my intro to to reading because I didn't I, – it's a long story, but I didn't know that, like, there were books out there written for my age group and the things I was interested in for a very long mm-hmm. time. So I found fan fiction was like, oh, romance. That makes sense. Like, I, I like that. That's what I'm looking for. So I got really into reading that. And then I got a cell phone, which is the mistake all parents make. Uh, and I got a cell phone, and I very quickly realized that I had access to the internet on my cell phone so I could read fan fiction uh-huh. on my cell phone, which meant that I could read in the dark – with my phone approximately two inches from my eyeballs. And it was all lit up, yeah. Yeah, in a full brightness, because I didn't realize I could turn the brightness down. Um, and that's why I wear extra strong contacts now. <laughs> but to circle back around, though, I did want to talk to you about your world building. And um, mm-hmm. I wanted to talk to you about... How you brought all of these really interesting factions together. Um, I, myself, am a writer of paranormal romance, specifically in alternate universe, like, situation where everyone's out and doing their thing and has their own territory. Mm-hmm. So I find it really, really interesting when I look at somebody else's work and see that they have they have taken the same concept and done it totally different because we all do it totally differently, even though we're all working with the same Play-Doh, right? Like, that's mm-hmm. oh, yeah. so cool. Um, <laughs> so I, I wanted to talk to you about this really, really interesting way you set up your um, political and social stakes in these books. Because although it is a it is a love story through and through, it is a rom-com that these this, like... <laughs> These former like high school sweet rivals turned sweethearts turned enemies um, yep. coming back together, you know, if to do a fake relationship to both get out of having to, you know, be forced into a, like a marriage essentially with other people, like all all there's a lot going on. Um, but below that, like you have this world that is um, in the grips of great change we kind of get the hint mm-hmm. that like things are have been there a certain way for a very long time and they're changing but we also get this really tantalizing hint of hey like 50 years ago none of us were out in the world no one knew about the paranormal that we were all just rumors but we're out now mm-hmm. and april my freaking gourd like <laughs> like i 
I I cannot tell you how badly I want a book set in that time. I want her grandmother's <laughs> book. I want Grand's you know, you, book. You're not the first person to tell me that. And um, ever since I heard it the first time, like my wheels are starting uh-huh. to turn. Uh-huh. And I'm I'm telling you, it's it's feeling a whole bunch of ideas, you know. I just that would Grand's be... time, maybe when she met the grandpa. She and, runs him know, over like, with her oh, car. She does the deer, I know. Like, <laughs> it was by accident, but she does run yeah, she does run him over. <laughs> I mean, there's a part of me that kind of wishes it wasn't an accident, because that's well, you know, that's very violent, to... honestly. <laughs> it's a little bloodthirsty, a little bit. but it's all right. Yeah. <laughs> Grandma Edie's a little wicked, though, too. So. <laughs> a violent gets it from somewhere. She doesn't get it from her that, mother. That's, ex- that's exactly it. <laughs> Freaking Christina, man. I just, I, because you know what it reminded me of? Now, this is, you can take this however you want, but I do mean this as a compliment. One of my, <laughs> bad start. One of my favorite things about True Blood and the True Blood books specifically was how we are dropped into more or less the moment that vampires reveal themselves to the world and how the normal people around them kind of adapt to all of a sudden Mm -hmm. these things happening. And then over the course of the series, as the vampires have led the way, more supernatural beings then come out of the woodwork and say, hey, we're here too. That was Mm -hmm. my favorite part of those books. Um, Yeah, we're just going to leave all the other stuff. We're just going to... We're just going to slide that over not talk that away um and that is what i one of one of the things i really really loved about your book was this idea of all of these different beings have been out in the in what we would call our world for 50 years at this point right ish more or less a generation Mm -hmm. um but they are still grappling with Change. With change and adapting mm-hmm. and what it means to live amongst these norms, as you say, these people who, <laughs> you know, have accepted them, but also like are still like not like things are kind of iffy sure. still. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I just I would love to hear you talk about that and how you kind of worked this world out in your head and how these things kind of all came together. Well, I mean, basically, I just started, like I said, like with Violet being a witch and Lincoln being a shifter and. I don't know. I when I first came out with the idea, I wanted supernaturals. And it's funny that you mentioned True Blood because I I had thought, you know, like True Blood, but like all supernaturals and with like more snark and less blood, you know, unless, you <laughs> know, pretty... assaults and things. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it just kind of I mean, the potential there for, yes, the rom-com, the comedic things, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like having a wolf shifter and or like a demon and an angel face off you know what i mean and just kind of you know like the hilarity that <laughs> kind of yeah. can sue like that you know yeah. what i mean um but also dig a little deeper because i wrote this in 2020 um mm. and it it was a dumpster fire yeah. <laughs> and i'm an i'm a nurse so add on that like everything with the pandemic like yeah. i literally threw every frustration that i had that i couldn't do anything about into this mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um and that's why i knew like lincoln yes he's a wool shifter he's in like an alpha alpha like literally yeah um but i did not at the time i was like so sick of like that toxic masculinity and like yeah i was just done with it and i was like you know what yes he's an alpha but he he has a gooey cinnamon roll center you know oh he's mean? the and, gooeyest like, yeah and Yes, he wants to protect Violet, but he also knows that she can protect herself. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's important for him to let her, you know, do her thing because he knows that she's capable of, like, being, you know, a kick-ass witch. Um, And it just kind of, like, went from there, you Mm -hmm. know, honestly. And then um, as I kept adding more, like, factors in, it just kind of snowballed. Yeah. You know, like the elders, you know. A lot of times there are those one like things in like that archaic system that is just reluctant to change Mm -hmm. and once that tumbles it's like just steamroll and that's that was lincoln's goal throughout the whole thing yes and violets too just from two different ends (laughs) yeah two two very uh they're they're on two ends of the spectrum but they're but they are on the same spectrum they're going yeah they're on the same spectrum they're going the same path they're just doing about it on in two different ways. Yeah. I And I I found it... 
what I what I thought was really interesting was the way you layered how all of these different beings, like there's not a supernatural government. There is a kind of coalition of supernatural beings who are like the higher ups of their own factions who then and they're forced to work together yeah who sort of work together yes. reluctantly um, i call them the supernatural avengers they're yeah like <laughs> they're like they'll do the thing but they're gonna really bicker about it exactly um, yeah and and then but but below that we have like each um each faction then is struggling to adapt and to change or to not change um, within themselves and how they do things specifically with their own particular cultures. Um, like the shifters, I think that's kind of the most we get in terms of like looking into a specific faction. Like the witches mm-hmm. kind of, we we see the the, the Prima, right? Who's right. Violet's grandmother. And she's handling things pretty well, actually. So we're not seeing a whole bunch happening. Yeah, she's, already, she's already kicked her butts in the yeah, year. She, yeah, she did the work. She's now helping, <laughs> you know, Lincoln along a little bit. Um, yep. But, you know, we see him and we see that his father's generation, how they are what a lot of times we see in like shifter books which is like really bloodthirsty super aggressive very toxic very like masculine mm-hmm. centered like you know god just fight it out you fret my girl i just i rip your throat out and like you know stuff like that right yeah. um uh <laughs> i assume that's a shifter's talk right grr 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 yeah yeah grr lots of growls a lot, a lot of growling and what all <laughs> um and he's trying to change that because he's like it shouldn't the people at the top should not just be the predator shifters they right. should be whoever is best for the job um yeah. who's gonna look out after the people the best yeah. not you know not a birthright it's who can actually has the pe- interest of the people at heart. It yeah. reminded me a lot of um, the Psy Changeling series, how mm-hmm. the core of what makes an alpha an alpha is the desperate need to protect the people they love and nothing else. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you if you lose that, if you betray that ethos, you you lose your spot. Um, mm-hmm. And and I it, that very much felt like Lincoln. Lincoln is doing all of this to protect the people he loves, and that is the entire North American. <laughs> continent of shifters which is yep. rough that's rough that's stress boy that's... i thought i had it bad yeah he's got a lot on his plate and he still volunteers at the community center yeah it puts on whiskers he put on puts on whiskers and goes on camping trips we love we love a multi-layered king <laughs> i i just i i love when it's not simple um, and I love when authors kind of have to tie all these different knots together to make, you know, a tapestry. Um, and it's not always pretty and it's, it's some of them unravel within the story. Right. But like it is it is fascinating to me how how you made this work. Um, and I can't wait to see how it continues as well, because you introduced this whole gang of characters who all have their own stuff going on. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Man, how so how did you pick um like did you just have I'm just cuz I'm thinking of like how I walk through like how many races and stuff are in my world and I'm just trying mm-hmm. to like did you just kind of like pick out of thin air like who best fit like what type of being or did you like well, sit down know. with a like encyclopedia? <laughs> I know. Well, you know what? it's funny. I know like what I like always like to devour and like what I gravitated towards, you know, like especially like Kindle Unlimited. And I was like, you yeah. know, I like, I love, yes, I love vampire stories, but I, I love witches. I love like the guardian angels and like, I, I love all of it, yeah. you know? Um, and uh, I completely just forgot what your question was. <laughs> How did you pick what beings you want in your, your universe? Oh, I, it's, listen, I it's been a out. long, it's been a long week, April. It's been a long week. That's what it um, but no, I just put in like what I like to read myself yeah. and just kind of like threw in there, you yeah. know, um, and kind of like what I knew, like um, in Alpha's or Alpha in Lincoln's world, mm-hmm. you know, um, there's a, an Alpha that he ends up working with, you know, down yeah. the line. And it's it's a woman, you know, what yeah. I mean? like it's <laughs> um, and I'm just I'm just trying like, you know, and like the guardian angel and like the virgin sex demon, like I just kind of try to find little little quirks in there that would make it just twist it a little bit yeah. and make it a little more interesting. Yeah. I, so I, I guess I'm like, 
I'm very curious as to how you like when you th- thought of integrating them into the world, like how did, cause we, like I said, we're, we're not getting yet the like background of 50 years ago, how this happened mm-hmm. without like spoiling anything you're working on or maybe not working on. Of course, I am desperately curious to know like how this kind of worked. Like how did, did, did like the witches go first? Did they all go at once? Like how did this like, cause 50 years ago, like wasn't that long ago. So I'm trying to imagine in like, the 70s or whatever, right? Some, like, right. warlock going up on, you know, television and, you know, being like, hey, watch this, and, like, makes his hand explode. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I think I do mention in there, and now I'm trying to think of it. It's like, did I mention it in book one or did I mention it in book two? Um, but there is, like, brief, men- like, little snippets. Like, I think when the council is arguing amongst themselves yeah. um, and about... Um, the fact that you know Lincoln was on the side of let's throw out this the stupid witch bond yeah. rule, you mm-hmm. know it doesn't apply, you mm-hmm. know to today, and one of them on the council is like, well, are we just supposed to throw out all everything? You know what I mean? Yeah. It'll be chaos. Like, and and he mentions the fact that you know we just got to go back to the way when you know humans were, you know, warring against like vampires and they were clashing and like demons and angels and those were clashing. So, yeah. um. It definitely, I kind of alluded to the fact that it was a very, like, unrestful time yeah. during that time. So would you um, say that Violet and Lincoln's generation is the first generation, like, born into a mostly peaceful Yeah, world? somewhat more cohesive. There's, yeah. They've obviously, there's a lot of work to do uh-huh. as of by the fact that, you know, Lincoln's still, he's trying to undo everything that his father did. His father um, And that's been ingrained in that shifter society for generations and generations. So yeah. he's got a lot on his plate. He's got a lot. Um, but they're, they're, they are that first generation where things are kind of starting to look up. Like they can yeah. see where they want to go to, but they still need, they, they have a lot of, you know, room for movement, you know? Yeah. I, I love the idea of like you move into an apartment building and like below you is a vampire and like your next door yeah. neighbor is a sex demon and in, in, mm-hmm. like above you is like a bear shifter like that's such a fun world man well i think when i first pitched it to my agent i said something about um i wrote like you know and the, the hot guy on the subway like flashes you a little thing you know what i mean just <laughs> the, oh my god though like that reminds me of the the grocery store scene where the vampire is just like hey if you want somebody to bite you a cute oh, yeah. little witch i'm here and she's like i yeah. gotta you know the woman's gotta try it's and then harper's like do it yeah. do it vampires are great love them I wait. Hold, we better get a vampire book. We we better get a vampire. I book. hope I'm so. I hope so. Deeply curious about vampire venom. Yeah, well, <laughs> I already wrote. Um, so Rose is book two, um, and I started. We love writing Rose. Olive. She's doing her best. I know. I started writing Olive's story. Um, when I got edits for book two, so I yeah. had to stop. I had to pause that one. Yeah. Um, but you know what? I hope. Hopefully, I always. Whenever I write, especially when I have a big cast of characters like this, I always keep in my mind I don't know you probably do too that like I always plan for the head you know what yeah. I mean like I give yeah. I try and give just much just as many details as I can and kind of allude to what their story might be so like yeah. I'm already picturing yeah I'm already picturing Harper in my head you know ugh, the, the ideas I had for a Harper story I am like, mm. so <laughs> curious about what Harper's like whole deal is like I mm-hmm. am because she is a uh, virgin succubus, right? And yes, like she is. she's very clearly making the choice that she is not going to have sex, but she loves sex and she needs sex to survive. Like that's her <laughs> whole thing. But she's like the also the happiest, like most chipper, like just she just mm-hmm. is vibing and doing whatever she wants. And I love that for her. And she cannot stand Adrian. So. <laughs> can't deal with it. Which, fair. I mean, yeah. <laughs> unfortunately, that just makes him, like, want her more. But, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I love that scene where, like, Lincoln is watching Adrian see Harper for the first time. And he's like, oh, this is going to be bad. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, I've got She's my gonna... own stuff going on. But this is yeah. going to be. She... 
she's gonna chew you up and spit you out <laughs> yeah she's gonna wreck your whole shop dude you're probably gonna like it and that's what i'm worried about yeah <laughs> yeah but you know anything to keep adrian off his back i guess uh, mm-hmm. i also i really liked too how you kind of mixed all of the shifters together like i'm so used to shifters kind of being like animal species specific packs yes. Yep. Um, I love that, like, this wolf shifter, who is the alpha of the entire North American continent, essentially, mm-hmm. um, is he his second in command is a lion shifter. Like, that is just, mm-hmm. that was just a small detail that did tickle me quite yeah. a bit. And little Timmy is an eagle. And, like, and, you yeah. know, I, I wish I know. I wish I would. I don't know. I don't know how that thought came to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but I was just like, you know, and it was kind of one of those things where I had said before well why just witches and you know shifters and then yeah. i was like well why 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 can't a pack just be more than one yeah. you know shifter species yeah you know? <laughs> yeah i mean it's a good question so, i think also if you're trying to say that the goal of what lincoln is trying to do is bring all exactly the packs together, and that was the thing yeah like you have to put your money where your mouth is and right. and be like everyone is equal then so everyone needs right. to be in positions of power so like it would be right. weird actually if you thought about it to not do that to not do that yeah yeah because yeah because somebody could be a one of the biggest praise you know animals that there is yeah. but isn't necessarily higher ranking on a scale than like you know a beaver <laughs> it's true. It's true. or something you know what yeah. I mean? well like, i bet the beaver everybody's beaver the shifter is great at architecture yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> I would trust a beaver shifter to build me a there house. You there you go. <laughs> and they're monogamous. See here. Okay. There you go. Yeah, there we go. We got it. I expect a beaver shifter novel in the future. Thank you very much, April. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. I also write shifters, though. So now I feel like my listeners are going to be like, oh, well, Abigail, so guess what you're also there doing. You so. Doug, you know, dug my myself a grave there, but that's fine. Uh, yeah, I it's it's um, I I really enjoyed the 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 cultural stuff and also like how that ups the stakes between Violet and Lincoln personally. Um, because not only do they have this like history of heartbreak where and rivalry and sexual tension, uh, but also they have a history of like. They are, despite Violet's best intentions, they are both power players. Violet is the firstborn of a of a tri- triad. God, my oh, didn't want to be able to say that word. A triad. <laughs> so she is she is a a spoke on the wheel of a triplet. You know situation. Mm-hmm. Um, she's firstborn. She's born without magic, ostensibly. Um, so we believe. Uh, <laughs> but uh, she's born without magic. And so she has stepped aside her position as what firstborn should be. And that is to take on the mantle of like the leader of the witches and what all. Um, and uh, so she is from an extremely powerful family. Her grandmother, as we said, is like this. She's the prima. She's, she's the supreme. She's the head witch in charge. Yeah. yeah. It's great. She's the she's the matriarch. She's 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 the head honcho. Um and she's awesome. <laughs> she's so so cool. Um I love grandma. Grandma's great. I I mean, she hurt me a lot every time she said bae. If I'm yeah. being honest, she hurt me <laughs> deeply. Um I will never recover from those times she said that. Um, but everything else I loved about, about Grandma, including how she shows up at Violet's door in her pajamas to fix her mess. And her slippers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, I was waiting for you to call, but then I got impatient. So, you know, I just came yeah. in. Because like, oh. grandmas know everything. Grandmas know everything, especially when you're like the most powerful witch, you know, in the world. Uh, you wicked super do know everything. Um, and also you're going to meddle and make your granddaughter's life extremely complicated just kind of for the fun of it Mm -hmm. um uh yeah so i all that to say violet is a power player in her own right despite the fact that she has never wanted this and and people have scoffed at her her whole life for being the maxwell dud the one born without magic um and of course lincoln has never viewed her as that he's incredibly proud of her for pretty much their whole lives, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, yeah. so they they met initially, right? In like preschool, right? Yeah, it was, they were they were they grew up together. They grew yeah. up in the same town, <clears throat> um, and they just had a rivalry since the very beginning. Like, yeah. I, 
I mentioned he I think he steals a, a red crayon <laughs> without asking her you know what I mean almost and certainly just, just to get her attention there. I'm sure yeah yeah <laughs> knowing knowing Lincoln that sounds right mm-hmm. I don't know what to yeah. do panic take something yeah <laughs> and I will say um when I was getting ready for like do think like release day stuff yeah. um <clears throat> in not what you had you know there's a couple mentions in the story about well there's the thing about the uh the Hocus Pocus uh, Halloween party the yeah. sisters attended. And then there's also a reference to um, the class run for class president. Yes. That's the two of them. And I actually ended up writing those scenes. Oh, And they God. are bonus material for people who buy the first week. Oh, my God. Um, Do it, And y'all. those are really, really fun. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That those is... were really fun. Oh, that's fantastic. Because I... So, I... I did like I was desperate because you you referenced the scene where um or you referenced the part where he beat her for class president once yeah. and then you reference it again later where you're like she's talking to her grandma about how much she hates him and when her grandma's like are you sure you hate him and she's like of course I do do you not recall do you not recall me in a middle school running for class president I had this whole campaign it was in the bag I worked super hard on it and then in the last second he's like that might be fun to do and he stole it from me do you remember grandma. I do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I couldn't. I, I was like, you know, it would be just fun to do. So, yeah. I Yeah. So you get to see teenage Violet and Lincoln. <laughs> uh, pre-canoodling. Story. Yeah. <laughs> pre-canoodling. Yes. Because yeah. they do. They do end up kind of going from, you know, rivals to tentative high school mm-hmm. debaters, um, yeah. in in their senior year of high school. And then something tragic happens and yeah. they are of course torn asunder. traffic yes yep. for 15 years yeah. yeah and then they meet again at the like engagement party essentially of uh of violet sister rose um who's about to enter into a very high profile mm-hmm. mirage of, of a sort <laughs> shall we say yeah um to a absolute just he sucks man he sucks so bad i also can i say i every time you refer to him as the tiger king i laughed really really hard (laughs) i think probably because when i wrote that i think it was the tiger king it was oh it had to be it had to be i was like there's she would not have done this if not if i know exactly when this was written and I was like, you know, it, I, and it just felt like something that, you know, if if I were dating a tiger, it, like it, this chipper, it, it just seems like something like my friends and family would tease me about. So I was like, yeah, it's a sister thing. It's it felt like something that like a, an absolute maniac would name himself too. Like, yeah. Like, like this guy who is just an egotistical jackass, right? He's mm-hmm. he's a tiger shifter. He's a French tiger shifter. Uh, mm-hmm. And he he is just, he's a pits, man. He's a real, yeah. he's a real spitball, that one. And he just, he, he's very slick. And yeah, he would be the kind of person who'd be like, ah, I'm the king. I'm, I'm the king yeah. of the jungle. Yeah. Yeah, like, exactly. He's the person who would unironically call himself an alpha, even if he wasn't a shifter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's that guy. Yeah, we've all met him. Yeah, tight pants. I got, <laughs> I got nothing against tight pants, but on that kind of guy, mm-mm. yeah, the tight pants and the low, you know, shirt yeah, with the unbuttoned. Yeah, it's like plastic wrap and a naked chicken breast. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, so I, I, I. I had such a fun time reading this book, April, um, and I I am desperate to read the next one. I Like I said, I stayed up all night doing this, and then I, like, woke <laughs> up thinking about it, and I was like, great, now I have to wait, like, two years to read the next one. Awesome, awesome, awesome. <sighs> That's the life. Um, but I do want to hear, like, when you – so you said you started writing this kind of um, – in the middle of the worst of the pandemic and you are a nurse. So you were like going through it. Um, And so I wonder, so did you pitch the book first? Did you kind of start writing it as like a comfort thing first? How did this kind of come about? So it was, I want to say the end, end of 2019, Mm -hmm. I had finished because I have seven books, um, romantic romantic Mm -hmm. suspense Mm -hmm. books under April Hunt. Yeah. And I've always loved paranormal, but 
at the end of 2019, I was finished with my last book in the Steel Op series. And I was at that stage where it was trying, like, time to think about what was next. Uh-huh. And um, I had a proposal for another suspense ready to go. Yeah. Um, and as I was writing it, it was actually kind of like pulling teeth. Like, I was, I really struggled for each page of writing that proposal. Um, and then COVID hit. Yeah. You know, 2020. And, um, you know, I am a nurse and, like, I mean, it was a stressful time for everybody. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, my kid, my kids were home. My husband was home. I was not home. I was working more than I ever had oh, I bet. before yeah. we had children. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, and I needed something that was not based in any kind of reality. And my agent knows I have always been a huge fan of paranormal. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just that whenever I was in that stage to like veer off or think of what was next, in traditional publishing. Paranormal was never quite in at those times. It never really and... seems to be quite the moment until the book hits, does it? Yeah. Yeah. No, but I'm so, I'm there with you, fam. I know. So I was like, you know, and I needed something that was not based in any kind of reality, like whatsoever. Um, and I the, the idea popped into my head one night after I worked a, a long, really long shift. And um, I kind of thought about it for like a day or two. And then I said to my agent, I said, this is my idea. I was like, I need this. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> yeah. And she's like, well, you know what? She's like, go ahead and, you know, write some pages, see what happens. Yeah. And I wrote, and this was after how many months of struggling with my proposal. Um, I wrote the first 100 pages in a week. Yeah. And that was unheard of for me around that time. Yeah. Um, and that was what I used, honestly, to God, like, that was my therapy. Like, yeah. everything just kind of poured out of me. And it's still to date, like, the fastest book I have ever written. Yeah. Um, and I think it's because I needed that escape. Uh-huh. Um, and then it was just a matter of, you know, hoping that everybody else needed that escape, yeah. too. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, I kind yeah. of did the same thing. I um, When I, at the start of the pandemic, I had just finished a book that I had rewritten, like, seven times. Um, and then I was, like, wrote the sequel to that really fast. And then that sat and languished and did nothing. Um, and then, so it was, like... Must have been, God, September of of twenty twenty. So we were still in the thick of like the quar mm-hmm. and all of that. Um, and I wrote the uh, like it came up out of nowhere this like whole series of uh, medium and ghost romances where set in the world where the spiritualist movement never ended. So everybody knows mm-hmm. how to talk to ghosts. Um, yeah, it's a whole thing. Um, and so I wrote the first book of that in 45 days. So I wrote a hundred thousand word draft in 45 days. And it was See, like, that's when you know it's meant to be like, just it was meant to be you a waterfall. It, that's yeah. Oh, so good. It's so good when that happens. And then and then when you do the next one and it doesn't happen that way. Oh, it's girl, like, I am oh. right there. I know. It sucks. It sucks so bad. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, God. Like, it's it's still good, but it's like, but I just want that sweet, sweet rush of, like, not being able to step away from my computer because I'm so sucked in. Right. Ugh. You know. Yeah. And I have a theory, too. Book, You know, book twos, no matter this kind of book it is. They're hard. Book twos, for me, are always hard. Yeah. And I think a lot of authors will say the same thing. And yeah. honestly, and I think the reason why book two for me, and now book two is written. I'm in the edits. Thank yeah. You. <laughs> Jumped out of hurdle. But um, I think that, especially with Paranormal, is you spend so much time on that first book. Yeah. Building all the characters. Yeah. Building their world. Their plots. Their plot. Basically building them. You know yeah. what I mean? And so you spend so much time with them, it's almost hard to leave, yeah. you know? Like, you kind of get, like, I can't tell you, whenever I move to a book two, I can't tell you how many times I wrote Violet, da, da, da. I'm like, oh, crap, no, this is Rose. Like, yeah. Because <laughs> it, you get invested. It's, yeah. you, because those first, those first people are, like, your, your anchor to the world, mm-hmm. too, when you first begin. Because you, you. I mean, I don't know about you, but it sounds like you're very similar in that you kind of come up with the characters first and then everything yes. else around them kind of fills out. Exactly. Um, I, I'm the same way where I kind of, uh, the spiritual series was different. That one kind of came all at once. And I wrote like seven synopsis for all the books in like <laughs> a day. Um, and so they were kind of all happening at the same time. But the book that I had worked on for like seven years was like, uh, that one, I, I knew the characters really, really well. And it took me seven years to build mm-hmm. the world around them because I was so attached to them personally um, that like everything else kind of 
fell by the wayside. It took a long time mm-hmm. to figure out, like, that's an issue. <laughs> like, that's well, not know, something you want to do. Yeah, well, you know, and it's funny because, like, I have um, a, this group of writer friends and we like to, we help each other. We talk each other out of plot holes, things like that. And, like, mm. sometimes one of us will be like, well, maybe you know, this person does this. It's like, oh, no. Oh, they, they would, would never. never do oh, that. No, 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 no. <laughs> Thank you for the suggestion, but no, 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 no. It's so funny how it's so set in our ways. Yeah. It's like, it's a real person. No, she would never say or do that in a million years. Oh, like, my God. You know, it's so funny, too, because since I, I, this is the first book that I ever, like, officially wrote, like, when I decided I wanted to be a writer. So there's a lot... I know you know what goes into that kind of the baggage there. (laughs) But um, I also like I rewrote it and I rewrote it and I rewrote it and I rewrote it. But I still had, broadly speaking, the same plot for like five years. Because you get attached. Because you get attached. And then um, my so my friends had all read it, like all my writing buddies had read it. And finally, like five months ago, I had this like epiphany where I was like, well, what if I just scraped everything and Mm -hmm. I just took the characters and then I rebuilt everything plot completely different world completely different and of course then it worked right Um, then it was like boom magic everything's incredible and the world is perfect and everything um but like I was telling my friends like okay so here's what I'm gonna do and like this happens and this happens they're like well wait what about X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. None of that exists. Yeah, you, yeah, you weren't ready to hear it yet. And, yeah, and they're like, what do you mean none of that exists anymore? You've been talking about that for five years. And I'm like, say la vie, man. Yeah. It's almost like you, you have to go through this grieving process where you have yes. to like let go of the, oh, go absolutely. Of the old to embrace the new. I, well, I think it's a very human thing to be like, once you've imagined something or like you've heard something is some, one way, it is really, really difficult to go back and be like, okay, but what if it wasn't any of that? Right. <laughs> right. Like, what if, what if none of it was that? Um, and, and it's, uh, it, it's just, it's a very retrospect. It's funny, like in, in retrospect, right? Like where I'm like, oh, but in the moment it was terrible. It was, yes, it was terrible and it was stressful and yeah, I, I can't tell you how many times I've had to down like Pepto-Bismol because I like oh, God. <laughs> wrote myself into a corner and you, you just can't quite see yourself out until you're ready to pull yourself out. Yes. Until you, <laughs> you like, just can't see the way. Take a breather and go read some Cressley Cole or something and then come back to it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, man. I get it. I get it. Uh, well, I, I obviously, I very much enjoyed your book. Um, and I can't wait for the second one. And I'm very excited to see where you go with the world. And I now am very much looking forward to that prequel. Thank you very much. <laughs> yes, I would like that prequel. I want to see Edie with her, with her, her, uh, her shifter, her mate, her, her husband, her Pappy. Man. I want Pappy. You want to see her. You want to see her running him down. That's what you want to see. Yeah, <laughs> I want to see very close to it manslaughter. Yes, yeah. or shifter slaughter. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like I also am looking forward to you kind of explaining how the genes are passed down because it sounded to me like, and I could be totally wrong. Again, I read this in kind of a fugue state last night. So (laughs) forgive me if I'm incorrect and correct me, but it sounded to me like pretty much all the witches, their fathers were shifters. (laughs) No, you know what? I did not do that on purpose, but yeah, but it's pretty much like a roulette wheel. You never know quite, you know, you have a, a, a witch parent and like a shifter parent, they become shifter or witch. Um, I will say book three, I'm going to address that a little bit more because okay. there's going to be a, a, a pretty nifty new character that I'm planning on introducing. Yes. Um, I know. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I do get into that a little bit more in future are they, are they a Are they a swift? Are they what? Hmm. A switch? Maybe. A shitch? They're getting worse. I don't know. <laughs> I was trying to think of an, a term for uh, for her, but I'll I'll find one by the yeah. time that book three comes out. God, I, that's that's fantastic! I can't wait. I <laughs> I I have all faith in you, April. Uh, I can't wait. It's going to be a great time. Um, and I I'm just I want to see Ollie get her happily ever after, whatever that means for her and her books. I know. Um, well, she'll get it. <laughs> and whoever she ends up with, I think you know. I got it. I think you know. I think I know. <laughs> 
I think I, I know. think everybody knows. But they both are so ignorant. <laughs> like, I'm, yes. oh, it's going to take a while. <laughs> um, yeah, poor. They just, like, they never, they rarely make eye contact even. And I'm like, you guys got to just. I will say they do, they get, they definitely get a lot more screen time in book two. Oh, thank God. So thank that God. will set up. That's the, just going to make uh, me thirstier, though, because oh, I don't. Oh, well, I know it's going to be a long year. Yeah. I'm sorry. God, April. <laughs> Maybe I'll have to. Maybe I have to write like grand short story in the meantime or something. Yeah, something. Something. That would be. That would be fun. Yeah. Yeah. I want to see like. I want to see all of them get there happily ever after. Even I. Yeah. And personally, I'm a Me fan too. of. I'm a fan of novellas. I like a novella that fleshes them out. So like. I, don't be afraid to, to go short. Just give me just a little taste. April. <laughs> just get a little something. something. A little amuse bouche of some romance. You know. <laughs> okay. So April. Uh. It is time now, I think. I think we've I think we've covered it all. I think we've had a good time. God, I hope we've had a good time. Oh uh, yeah. I I again, I really loved your book and I think everyone should oh, read thank it. Thank you. Um it came out on the 8th, which was like 2 days ago for us, but it was like 2 weeks ago for the people listening. So you should go get it. Um people, so you can get it through bookshop.org, which supports your authors your independent bookstores all of the good things your your booksellers who i know you love me <laughs> mises bookseller uh support me please thank you uh keep me in job thank you uh, <laughs> um so you should go do that it's very very fun if you love uh snappy dialogue if you love really interesting world building if you love quite a bit of sexual tension I should say, uh, if you love just this poor, poor, besotted shifter doing his best, he's just, he's really putting his foot in it constantly, but he's doing his best. He's doing his best. And a witch who just is just kind of trying to keep a handle on it. (laughs) Oh, just hanging on with her fingernails. You should get this book. Um, So April, now we are in the plug zone. What do you have to plug? Upcoming events, social media handles, whatever you want. This is your zone. So pretty much um, I'm everywhere on like Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Um, I'm Novels by April on all those. Mm -hmm. Um, We are still running. um, I'm going to be doing actually year-long personalized and signed books through One More Page, Mm. which is one of my local indie stores. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I think they still have some swag left over from the pre-order campaign. And you can get signed book plates and swag from Old Town Books and Love Sweet Arrow. Um, and then I talked about the proof of purchase, like anybody who downloads a proof, proof of purchase or a library hold request, um, to my website. Um, and I think there's a link in my Instagram handle also in my bios. Um, you get access to, uh, I call it the trick or treat, <laughs> um, on Valentine's day. And those are those two extra scenes I talked about. Um, and then I do have an event with Aaron Sterling tomorrow yeah. night at 10 PM Eastern time. Um, and by it's hosted by Mysterious Galaxy Books out in California. Mm-hmm. Um, so register for that. And it'll be great. It's going to be fun. I can't Fantastic. wait. Fantastic. Man, well, you got a lot going on. That's that's really I cool. I love to hear that you're doing a bunch of signed books through independent bookstores. That's awesome. Yes, I did. Yeah. Two two Old Town Books and One More Page are pretty much like my local indie bookstores. Uh-huh. Um, and then Love Sweet Arrow because it's. I mean, it's a romance bookstore. I mean, come on. Which we're getting more of. We're getting more. That's awesome. Exactly. Uh, I still haven't made a pilgrimage to uh, the Ripped Bodice, but I need to. I desperately I need to. That's that's on my bucket list. That's one of my things that I have got to go do. Yeah. I want to just like, it's, it's a, it's a, like a religious thing. I gotta do, you gotta do it once. (laughs) Uh, Okay. So I guess it's my turn for, for pluggables. Um, Listen, y'all, it's February still, right? Yeah, it's February. Cool, 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 cool. I know what's going on. I have a grasp on linear time. Okay. So, April, I always say don't don't drink things on my podcast. <laughs> and that's why. <laughs> um, so, the snapple tastes better going down than it does coming back up. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, or through the nose. That's happened more than once. Um, but, okay. So, April, that means... Oh. Yes. Okay. I know... Things grasp on time. Yes. <laughs> we, got, we can do this. So you can find me wherever. You know the deal. Kingdom Thirst, Instagram, Twitter, Abigail K. Kelly on Twitter. Not Instagram. Don't do that. Um, it is me, but I'm not there. Don't worry about it. Listen. Uh, more importantly, I have uh, 
a serial going over on Patreon for Consort's Glory, which is the book that I talked to you about, April. Um, The near future urban fantasy bonanza that I completely stripped and then redid to be entirely different and way more fun and sexy. And there's there might be a 50 page cuddling a scene that we're not going to talk about right now, but you can go. (laughs) (laughs) You can go read that if you want. Um, I assume right now we'll probably be at like chapter five chapter six no chapter five um and like it comes out on sundays it's very good you can read the first two chapters for free if you go to my patreon and also since it is still february this is the last week again sleep here y'all you'll have one less day than i thought you did to read this don't worry about it um but you can read the whole prequel novella to consort's glory the terribly named 376 um i didn't think it april i didn't think it I didn't it's also a hashtag there's, there's like a hash mark in there too so it makes like actually putting it anywhere like an issue anyway uh but it's very fun it's got a fey woman who's been trapped in a jar for a year um in a like terrible uh like chintzy magic shop essentially um she's about to be used as a magical battery um so she's been trapped in a terrarium that is a prison for a year and she is rescued by a grumpy forest ranger demon who can change into an eldritch horror at will um and (laughs) who realizes as soon as he releases her that she is his mate um and she is not about that life uh for a while anyway uh there's murder there's a road trip there's a mating season listen i crammed it all into like six chapters y'all there you go Uh, and you can read it for free if you want that's good yeah what more can you ask for um so that's the it's last week to do that if you want to do that that's patreon.com slash works by abigail and as always i understand that patreon is not accessible to everybody so you can also pre-order concerts glory which comes out in full August 6th, everywhere, and also the prequel novella collection, which comes out freaking June, I think. June. Yeah. You can do that if you want. Although you can just read that first one for free right now if you want. Just do that. Just do that. Tell your friends. Tell your mom. Tell your grandma. She's weirder than you think she is. Get done. Get on it. <laughs> Alrighty, that's it. I mean, all the links are below. The link to April's book, Not the Witch You Wed, that is in the description below, as well as all the stuff I talked about, including Discord server for the podcast, merch store, all the things. (laughs) So, this is it. This has been podcast. This has been content. And I hope you enjoyed it, April. I hope you had a good time. I did. Thank you for having me. Of course. Well, then, listeners, I will... Well, I won't see you. You won't see me. You'll hear me next week. Anyway, bye! Kingdom of Thirst is a member of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find all of our episodes and tons of new podcasts to listen to at frolic.media slash podcasts.